ladies and gentlemen, tonight's interview is scheduled for one 30-minute round interviewing out of the blue corner. Coming in at a combined 550-plus pounds, it's Steve, Carey, and Zach being interviewed out of the red corner, weighing in at 135 pounds, Rob, the Times New Roman Soldier Font. <laughs> Rob Font. Oh, man, what's going on, boys? Thank you for joining us, man, taking the time out of your schedule to uh, come hang out with us, especially relatively new podcast here. Um, so we'll just start it off here. Um, how's the knee doing? So I, I've, I did some some uh, research here. Obviously, you're recovering from a knee injury there. Um, so, so how's the knee feeling? Knee's feeling great, bro. I'm like probably 90% right now. Um, I'm probably going to be for sure fighting November, December, the latest. Awesome, and I also read that um, Jimmy Rivera was someone you were interested in coming back and fighting. Um, he actually had a really good uh, fight, his last fight out. Um, is that someone you're still interested in, in fighting, or is there someone else you have in mind? Uh, obviously, you're oh, in the yeah, top man. ten, so I would love to get, and I would love to get in there, Jimmy Rivera. He looked good his last fight. He's a uh, he brings the fight. He's looking to uh, you know finish the fight. He's not really looking to kind of sit there and and drag out a boring decision so definitely it would be an honor to get in there and mix it up with a guy like that and so kind of going off of that do you really have like a big say in who's going to be next or is it kind of like your agent kind of gives you some names and then you choose from that or how does that like process yeah, work well it's it's go, it's kind of a, a it's the mix of who's available um as far as who's not, who's not injured uh, the fight says, um, obviously, you want to get a, you would like to get a ranked fighter. Um, timing, there's a lot of things that goes into it. Uh, but basically, they'll have they'll have like a once I tell them I'm ready to go, they'll have like a, at least probably two names, and then we kind of like pick and not that pick, but either they'll give us like a, a couple of names or they'll have like, hey, we got this guy for you, yes or no. So it all varies. And, and so. I mean, you started out in CES, MMA, you know, and, and what's the transition been like? I mean, you've been in the UFC for a while now, but kind of like what's that trans, like that, that journey like to go from, you know, something like CES, MMA to the UFC? Like that's, I mean, that's a huge jump. I mean, UFC is top of the, you know, top of the line. So what's that transition like? Like, you know, you go from fighting. I, I don't know what the fan base is like for CES, MMA, but, you know, UFC is most likely bigger. That fan base is insane. So what's the, what's the journey been like with, through that? Yeah, uh, so obviously it's the same setup. Obviously, we're going to fight in a cage, but it's just a lot more pressure, a lot more media. Um, the competition is obviously harder. And, um, you know, it's, it's just it's just a different level. You can feel it. You can, um, from, from, the, from like, you know, just the arena itself, the size, the travel, it's just a, it's a different monster. But at the same time, it's the same exact thing we're doing on the, on the local uh, scene. So it's, you can't, uh, you know, think too much about it, but it's just kind of keep it simple going there and hit this guy way a lot more harder and, and, and more than he hits you, you know, and keep it simple and go out there and, you know, have fun with it. And you mentioned Arena. Coolest place you fought in so far? Coolest place? Uh, it's got to be the Garden, for sure. It has to be the Garden. Yeah, that's freaking sick. <laughs> Yeah, I saw, so you fought, I think it was in 2016, it was the Joey Gomez fight, and that was at the Garden, and I believe it was a TKO win there, um, 
could you just talk a little bit about what it's like to get like a finish like that in like your basically your hometown you know yeah no um so you know it's, it's awesome because you feel you feel the, the the energy and the crowd you get it, it just erupts you know and i fought there twice i fought there with uh i fought almeida uh, same thing it ain't gomez so it was like it's a familiar feeling it's a it's an awesome place to fight in and um you know you, you got that home crowd behind you it's almost like uh, it's almost like a little cheat that kind of boosts you up and um you know uh yeah, man, I'm excited. I can't wait for these fans to get back in there. But maybe one day we'll see. But I'm excited. Yeah. Have you, so, you, were you at Fight Island? Yeah. Okay. So, so what was like that atmosphere like when there was just you know kind of dead silence? Is it just? just can you speak awkward, to that? You know, it's, it's like it's just like not necessarily awkward, but it felt like sparring. You know, like you know, you kind of just sparring out there. You, there's no crowd. There's no. There's no music. You're not really hearing the claps and all that. So it felt like sparring. The first like maybe two minutes is a little awkward after that it's just like another saturday and can you so i know i heard this on the broadcast but can you hear the commentators like obviously you got guys like michael bisbing and dc there like can you hear them yeah. giving advice as well and does that play yep, a factor yep. into the fight yeah now so the first time first time calvin fought in jacksonville we can clearly hear hear dc and all those guys um commenting um uh, it can it can't you know if, if, if you have time to sit there and listen to what DC saying like you're thinking way too much so I don't really I wouldn't buy in too much as far as the fighters as far as the coaches you can you might be able to use that and help out but um I wouldn't look I wouldn't like I don't think it would help that much if anything yeah I was actually curious this is actually one of my questions later on but since we're on the topic is you know obviously when you you're training for a fight you go into that fight with a game plan and you know that's what your coaches are telling you throughout the fight but I've also read some stuff where, like, Mike Perry came out. Obviously, Mike Perry is a different dude. But uh, he comes out and says that, you know, he doesn't typically listen to his corner. He goes out there and freestyles. How much, you know, obviously the game plan plays a part, but how much, you know, are you going in there and just basically with experience and reads, are, are you going fighting more off instinct or are you, are you following game plan most of the time? So, we obviously, we, we'll, you have, a, a, I guess, a basic game plan for every fighter, I mean, every fighter and every fight. But it's really just reaction and, and, and reading and, and setting up traps and, and uh, you know trying to outposition your, your your opponent the whole time. Um, again, this is more of like a you think in this type of game. It's it's uh you know it's it's uh, it's just thing. It, it goes too fast for you to be thinking out there. So um, you definitely can't sit there and rely on the game plan too much. You have an idea, but. You know, if you overcomplicate, you'll sit there and get stuck in an overthinking. You won't be firing anything off. So, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of like I understand what uh, Mike Perry's saying. I definitely think you need coaches, though. But um, I, I get what he's saying. Like, you got to go out there and just have fun and react. And if you're if you're waiting for your corner to do that, then you're you're already three steps behind. Yeah, and uh, speaking to like your corner and kind of like your team, um, obviously the New England Cartel is kind of. A new organization here but it's kind of taken off a little bit um but i also saw that uh on your instagram that you've been training with mickey ward yeah yep, yep, and yep, uh mickey, my man do you do you guys know do you guys know mickey ward by any chance yep. zach and carrie yep yeah so he's kind of like a local legend around here so he's like the pride of Lowell, right Isn't that um the fighter, you just the movie the fighter right yeah, exactly. The fighter was based on him. Okay. <laughs> which is cool. And uh, so, Rob, 
Yeah, could you just talk a little bit about like his influence in your game plan and what he's been able to share with you? Yeah, so I got to work with him um, before that Joy Gomez fight in Boston. I got to do some uh, basic boxing. And um, so I've known him for a while. And then um, I uh, I just um, started teaching again in, uh, in Lowell. So um, it was a no-brainer. You know, he's still in the neighborhood. He's still a no-brainer to, to reach out to him. I try to uh, at least twice a week hit pads with him. And it's been, it's been good. You know, I've been the last month, it's been hitting pads with him twice a week. Learning as much as I can, picking his brain, and, and um, you know, uh, I got some, got some new tricks. I can't wait to uh, to show, and uh, I'm excited. Um. So anyway, like I was saying, you fought a, a murderer's row of people, and Ricky Simone, Sergio Pettis, Rafael Sunsal. What's it like to to step in the octagon with those guys? I mean, and I also saw that you were actually scheduled to fight John Lineker. Obviously, it ended up not happening. Now he's in one, but um, what's it, what's it like to go in the octagon with those guys? Cause I mean, their track records are obviously ridiculous as well. Yeah, man. You know, this is what we do. Uh, this will be do it for. We get in there to try to fight the best guys in the world. You know, um, I don't want to be able to say, you know, I, I competed with the best, but it's just one thing to compete. I want to, I got to start beating these guys, these high level guys. And, um, you know, and, um, you obviously get that belt. So it's, uh, exactly what I want to do. I want, I want these tough fights. I want these high level guys. And then uh, you know, I'm kind of make history here. So, uh, it's an honor honestly have you um have you ever been like starstruck in the octagon where like you've gotten to like a certain level and all of a sudden it's like this big name guy and you were just kind of like blown away that it's real or you just kind of like focus in it doesn't matter Uh, not too much um i've done that for sparring like i've done i've gone to other gyms and like saw like a high level boxer or a high level uh, mma guy like oh shit hold on and like not really perform to my uh my best because I, I was sparring this guy or that guy but I, as far as the fight not i haven't been there yet not starstruck by calvin at this point <laughs> uh no 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 not yet not yet maybe after this after this uh, next fight i might start get, start blushing around him a little we, bit. i want i want to beat round two and then get him to the title that's if, the plan, you know. That's the plan. Uh, we need Calvin's a beat five round fight. I mean, I, if that fight's five that's rounds happened. last time, Calvin Calvin's got the fight. I mean, he lo- he was a fresher fighter. 100%. <laughs> it has to happen for sure, man. Zabit's trying to dodge it. I've I've been reading the tweets for the last two days. <laughs> it's fucking annoying, man. <laughs> hopefully, we, hopefully we get it soon. You know, that's that's the that's the plan. I, I don't understand how hard it is to to book a fight, but you know, I'm not a promoter. I'm just a fighter. But we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, so before – Yeah, uh, oh, no, go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to ask you, you got to get hyped up. You know, it's, it, you're, you're going in there to fight, uh, you know. So you, what do you do to hype yourself up, and how do you – like, what's your walk-up song? How do you pick a good walk-up song that's going to get you in into that moment that, that you're about to go into the octagon? Um, You know, as far as picking out a walk-out song, you got to uh, – you know, you got to feel it. For me, I personally, I just – I was – my walkout song, I listen to uh, uh, Damian Marley, uh, Welcome to Jamrock, when I walk out to that. Um, I was just riding down the, the highway, and I just, out of nowhere, heard that song. It got the goosebumps. I was like, that's it. I'm going to walk out to that. Um, as far as getting hype, um, it, it, it varies for everybody. You know, some people like to, you know, listen to jazz, and, and that's get some hype. Or some people like to listen to you know, rock or scream. It all varies. For me, I'm just cool. I'm chill, man. I don't really... I don't really necessarily get hyped up. I'm just I'm just going out there and I know what I got to do. I'm more of like uh like focused on the fight, cool, calm, and yeah, collected. And I'm just in there trying to like get the job done as soon as possible and, and make it look 
as clean and exciting as possible. You know, so I'm, I'm more about trying to like outdo my last performance instead of like getting hyped up and, and uh, going crazy for a performance because you know that's all wasted motion and energy. And I know my job is to, uh, you know, I'm hyped before I even wake up. I'm, I can't wait to wake up and train. You know, so I can't wait to get up and start training. So I'm already hyped. I don't need motivation to fight somebody. Um, so uh, as far as like getting all crazy and hyped up, that's definitely not me. I'm more of a calm type of guy, and I just when I get out there, I just want to turn it on. Just always in the zone. That's it, man. Stay in that always zone. Just go out there, flow, have fun. Always ready to go. Now, is the adrenaline always flowing during these fights, or is that something that kind of kicks on when it needs to? Or yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's, it's always it's, it's always going. You know, um, you know, we, we, I've been doing this for a while, and like especially, uh, you know, a lot of the like obviously these guys that I've been fighting, they uh, they all felt. They know how to control that adrenaline and that adrenaline dump. So that at this level right now, that doesn't even exist anymore. You know, and that might happen in the local scene and maybe on your uh, UFC debut. But, you know, top 10, fighting the guys in fight, that doesn't, that's not even a vocabulary anymore. Uh, I suppose that's why they're there, too. They're able to control that and, and keep everything yeah. in check and just focus on the fight, huh? Yeah, so it's about you know it's um you know you'll see that in the local scene and still amateurs and maybe a couple of debuts for the UFC, but by the time you get there, it's on a popping and you're just trying to like make sure you look good when you're performing and you're out doing your last fight and you're getting those finishes. So uh, as far as like adrenaline and worrying about that, that's that's stuff that's for the local show, you know. Um, so. What's it like to win a 50K performance bonus? So, like, I make 50K a year. Uh, I'm a teacher at an inner city, at an inner city school, um, and I make 50K a year. What's it like to know that you just put on a hell of a performance and you're going to walk away with 50K? I mean, t to me, that yeah, man, 50K it's, it's is life-changing awesome, money. Yeah, no, it definitely it is. You know, it's, it's awesome. It's, 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 it's great that, um, you know, you get to go out there and, and you know, people – you know, yeah, people around like voting for you and knowing that you put on a performance and they, they paid you for it. So it's pretty cool. Obviously, you're paying for the beers and peace for the next week or two. But um, <laughs> besides that, man, you know, you can't you can't complain about 50,000, you know? Yeah, 100 percent. I think that I would run around and just I don't know. I, I don't know how I would react. You'd just, you'd just be making it rain everywhere. Yeah, just... yeah. Probably be going to the casino, like, <laughs> losing some chips um, um stuff like that. Yeah, man. Um, so one other question I have is you and I are about the same height, but I, I weigh a hell of a lot more than you. How do I drop? So I'm probably 200 some pounds right now. How do I drop to 135? Give me some weight uh, losing advice. Cause this guy right here is getting married in a couple weeks and I need to lose a hell simple, of a lot simple. of weight. So it's simple. What you do is it's simple. What you do is you, you get in the car, you come see me. At my gym, uh to Art Dojo on Lowell, and I'll take care of you, man. Uh, I get, I'll show you the way to do it, bro. Nice. All right. I'll, I'll, I mean, I live a little bit further away than. Let Steve me know. Here. Like I said, I get, I give you my number. I give you, I give you my number. You, you guys come check me out, and I'll show you how to do it. We'll get you right, man. To get you some uh, basic kickboxing, basic strength and conditioning, and I'll, I'll give you a basic diet to put it all together. That would be sick. I mean, I'm <laughs> down. I got, I got about. Three four weeks left to do it, so I got I got about fifteen more pounds. I was I was looking to go. Come holla at me! I'm telling you, I'm dead ass serious. Like, come holla at me, yo! We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. We'll come, I'll take care of you. It's in Lowell. Um, where are you guys located? Well, Steve is from actually Massachusetts. We live in Pennsylvania, but I would not. Okay, you guys are in Pennsylvania. 
But I would not mind coming up and checking it out one day. That would be freaking sweet. All right, sweet. man, come up, man, come up. We'll have a we'll have a whole squad. We'll have the whole cartel there for you. Just come up whenever you're ready. That'd be I, dope. I got to be honest. I can't take a hit. <laughs> so if we get to spawn or something, I'm going to have to have one of those padded nah, homes. Nah, nah, nah. Well, it's all it's all. It's all I start to cry, and it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> so I'll be asking for, for my fiance, for mom, whoever. My my eyes will be my eyes will be tearing up. It, it won't be a pretty sight. Nah, that's all technique, bro. I got you. <laughs> Just a little guy over here. That's funny. Um, so I actually had a question, kind of going going way back. I did some research. So true or false? Did you start fighting like as a pizza delivery guy? Is that true? Yeah, I was delivering pizzas uh, in Tampa, Florida, and then um, there was a couple uh, a couple guys in the garage doing jujitsu on some mats, and I I delivered to them. They uh, I asked what they were doing. They broke it down, kind of told me what jujitsu was, what UFC was, and um, yeah, that's kind of got my interest right there. I checked out a couple of gyms. I joined up, and that was it. I was hooked. I I, I would watch and, and and look for and talk about nothing but UFC MMA since that day. And was that kind of like a you just just did you like quit the job and you were just like I'm going all in or like was there a moment where you did you wait for that a little bit? No, um, it was. I took a. I I uh, I didn't. I was in Florida at that time. Then I moved to back to Boston. Um, and it was maybe a year after training Muay Thai um, that I was all right. I'm, I'm I'm for sure I'm doing this. Like I knew I was going to do it. I just knew I just I just knew I had to uh, get around the right people, and I, and I would uh, you know I'll eventually you know push uh, the UFC. Yeah, and do, do you remember um, the name Nate Ozis? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Nate he Ozis. was yeah my first loss. He, he was a uh, first. I took my first yeah. amateur fight. Um, and uh, it was like gassed out. I didn't know, I, didn't, I, I wasn't strength and conditioning properly at the time. And that next day, I got a strength and conditioning coach, uh, started doing it right. And I just kept chipping away. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy because I saw, you know, you got into it that way. And then in your first amateur fight, you have a loss. And it's like, you know, maybe you have a moment of like self doubt. You're like, Oh, is this like for real? Can I really do Hell this? No, fuck that, um, man. Hell no. I was, uh, it was more of like, I just knew, like I knew I, I had something wrong. I know we're doing something right. And I just had to figure it out. I, I honestly kind of took that fight probably on short notice. I just jumped in there. I just threw myself into deep waters and I just knew I just had to figure out what exactly I needed to fix. I, I didn't see it as a, Oh shit, this, this sucks. I thought of All right, well, I just gotta get a shape now. And, oh, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix that. And then, once I knew what I had to fix, I just put my head down and fixed it. Do do you? So I was actually listening to Michael Bisbing the other day as well, and he he mentioned out when he was younger and trying to make it, he would take these fights on short notice. Is that something like you feel is advised, or is that something that you try to to advise against? Um, you know, because I'm obviously like I think any young kid trying to make it wants to fight as much as they can and prove themselves, but at the same time, you know, you need to enhance those skills. You need to to do the do it the right way. So like. How, how do yeah, you... it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely tricky. There's a way to take short notice fights, um, but it's definitely I wouldn't recommend it. Um, you know, it, it all varies. It depends on the matchup. There's a lot of things that goes into it. But if you're you take a short notice fight against some tough guys, you you better be getting paid some decent money. 
um, and and kind of going off, you know, this as, as well as how, how have you been able to evolve, you know, so quickly? Like, and you know, how do you feel from your first fight to now? Like, how, how have you? How has your game uh, like changed and enhanced? Because we see fighters all the time, you know, gradually get better, enhancing their skills. You know, that that's how you make it to the top. How how do you see yourself being different from from you know early on to now? You know, I, I'm, I'm uh, I don't lie to myself. You know, I'm I'm real honest. I I. I uh figure out what I got to do to fix whatever all my holes. I'm around high level guys like Calvin Cater that helped me, you know, and he exposes a lot of my holes. So I, I get to spar with that guy all the time. So I know exactly what's working, what's not working, what I need to fix, you know, we put my head down. We got, if we got to travel or hire or pay for whatever we got to do to fix it, we'll, we'll do it. How many, is there anyone that you kind of watch their game and like, is like, Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to kind of, pick up what that guy's kind of doing like i don't know we saw mcgregor with the with the shoulder strikes and I've, I've been seeing shoulder strikes now every time i see a clinch you know in, in the middle of the octagon you know what i mean like is there something that you watch or yeah it's you watch um, you... there's a like so many different types of guys i draw inspiration from from boxers to kickboxers to mma guys to newer guys to older guys from uh you see one to i pick and and learn from everybody uh so uh, yeah, no, I just uh, I definitely study guys. Um, you know, there's a, especially for like Calvin's fight, I'll study up his opponents or my fight or uh, anybody on, on the local scene. So I'll definitely study and pick and choose. Um, as far as like, you know, like an older style, like uh, a guy I love to like kind of pick up and I watch a lot of George St. Pierre. He, um, he, he's obviously one of like, the best guys to put it all together and. and and really be a full martial artist, so uh, I love watching his style or his fights. And uh, outside of the New England cartel, like you said, you know, you might look at some local fighters. Do you ever talk to um, any of the other like Massachusetts-based UFC fighters, like uh, Charles Rosa or like Joe yeah, Rosa? Do you ever like reach yeah, I out? Tra- I was just training with uh, Charles Rosa the other day. He came to the gym um, all the time. I, I got Kyle Bachniak coming in. Friday, he's gonna help me teach a class, and then um, and yeah, Joe's right down the street, so we yeah, I'm, I'm, we're always um in contact, touch, uh, texting, and training together. Maybe add in some New England cartel members, try to expand we'll the see, brand. Man. We'll see, man. We'll see. You know, like uh, we take this serious. It's not that easy, so you know, you gotta you gotta put in some real work to uh, to uh, to be considered. You know, I'm gonna have to buy yeah. some New England cartel merch. I'll send you the link. Yeah, send me the link. I know that you just bought a tank top. I'm going to have to grab something. Send the link. Yeah, man. Put that out there. Put it out there, man. It's on my bio, Calvin's bio, Tyson's bio. Go get that. Go get that merch. Um, So, obviously, you're our, our first big MMA UFC um, interview that we've done. So, I got to ask, what's the interactions in your career been with the boss man, Dana White? I know personally, me, I try to stay away from my boss as much as I can because it, it scares me. <laughs> um, it's been quick and brief. You know, that guy's a busy dude. You know, he, uh, I always get to shake his hand when I, when I bonus. So, that's that's cool. He's, uh, he's a cool dude. He's laid back. You know, he's just, he's so high in demand. So, every time I see him, I say, what's up? Say what we got to say and keep it pushing. Um, but he's a, he's, a, he's a man, man. I, uh, you know, you see what he's doing during this whole pandemic. You see what he did with the whole UFC. Uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do this interview with you guys. And, you know, so, yeah. Uh, shout out to Dana White. I think his birthday was the other day, too. So, shout yeah. out to him. I, I, 
like I just said, uh, obviously I'm a big football baseball fan as well, and what they have, what he has done with UFC and this pandemic, it's been you know it's been great. I think it's absolutely insane, like what he's done, keeping the fighters safe, but still putting on events. Like I, I would rank him. I mean, if you're doing commissioners and football, baseball stuff like that, I would rank him as the top guy. I mean, granted, it's a different sport. But uh, you're dealing with a little bit less people, but it's still been impressive what he's been able to organize. Yeah, nah, and stuff he's like the that. man. He gets it done, and if he sees an opportunity, you, 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 I bet you'll get it done. And he has the uh, the work ethic and determination and the persistence to figure shit out, and that's what he does. And you now we're all fighting, and there's not one employee or one UFC fighter that's probably um, really thought they would lose their job. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. And and when you were at Fight Island, you know, as soon as you get off the plane, like, did it feel like everything was like very planned out? Like, were you at, you know, yeah, at no, any risk? Did like, you feel at all? It was locked in. That's probably the safest spot in the world, to be honest with you. It was like you, if you, if you didn't pass the test um, from um, Vegas, you weren't even on the lot of in the plane. And then once you landed, you got tested again. And then from there, you got quarantined, and then you got tested every. I think every other day for the next two days after that. And then um, obviously your te- temperatures, mass. So it, it was like probably the, like, honestly, the most professional situation I've ever been in. I got to ask um, about how do you feel about the hype trains of Kamzat Shemaev and uh, Sean O'Malley? Ah, man, it's well-deserved, bro. It's well-deserved. You know, Sean's killing it. Um, I can't even pronounce the other guy's name, but he's killing everybody. Um you know, he got the whole, uh, Sean got the buzz. He got the, you know, everybody's looking at him. He has that Conor McGregor thing that's going on. So, um, shout out to him. And um, he's doing his thing. You know, he, the way he knocked out Eddie Lionel, it, it was vicious. The way he, he made him fall for that faint and uh, came back with the uppercut. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan. And uh, I'm happy for him. Would you want to be the one to, uh, to derail the hype train? Of course, man. Of course, you know, uh, I've I, been a minute since I've been in there, so I'm definitely down to fight anybody, but I'm also not going to just fight anybody, you know what I'm saying? Um, he probably has the most hype, but it, but uh, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see how it plays out. Like, potentially, if you fight him or, or even a bigger name like Frankie Agro or TJ Dillashaw could be coming back soon. Dominic Cruz, you know, you got Jimmy Rivera. There's a lot of names. Jose Aldo, you never know. Hopefully, he doesn't retire. So, there's a lot of big names, and then Obviously, Sugar Shane has a lot of buzz going on, so we'll weigh our options and see what we got. All right, so end of the fight comes. You're the winner. Um, now, what do you what do you do to celebrate, and what do you do to kind of relax and just kind of have fun after that for a little while? To be honest, man, I, I go to the I go back to the bed, jump in the I'm sorry, the hotel, jump in the shower, get out, make a beer and a pizza, and just. Relax, shut my phone off, kick everybody out the room, and just lay there. Just, just uh, mellow out. Anybody? Yeah, I don't talk to anybody. I leave my phone. I don't. I just sit there and just relax. Like it's a lot after those weeks, so I don't want to see anybody. I don't even want to see my mom, my girl, nobody. Just get away from <laughs> me. Let me take a shower. I'm gonna lay up. I'm gonna either I'm beat up or not beat up or whatever it is. I'm just gonna hang out with myself. Maybe my dogs are in there, but that's it. And I'm just posted up, chilling. I think it's you know, all my coaches. Every- Everybody, get away from me. I'm going to need 10 minutes to, to an hour by myself. And then, then I, I come back to reality. I feel like every fighter that I see, after the fight, their go-to food is pizza. <laughs> like, it's simple. It's simple. It's easy. And 
Everybody yeah, wants no, pizza. It's, uh, <laughs> it's simple. You, we go anywhere. You go anywhere in the world and get a decent slice. You know? what, what's your favorite topping on the pizza? Oh, uh, you know, I, I do. I do everything. Honestly, uh, I just had a barbecue chicken the other day. Uh, that's a, that's I'll do it all. I'll, I'll, I'll even do pineapple. I'll do I'll do bacon. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll do it all. That's I get very... creative. Obviously, I, I get uh, the basic like cheese and pepperoni, but I'll do the margarita, the buffalo chicken. Like, so you, you're kind of a, a, a pizza connoisseur then. You, you, I guess, you, you know, just, or a fat boy or a fat boy, you know, we'll figure <laughs> it out. There's nothing wrong with fat boys. I'm down to try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to try any type of pizza, man. Um, as long as you can't go wrong, man. As long as the sauce not too bad, you know, and it's not obviously undercooked, you're you're good to go. Even if it's gas station pizza, you can fuck some shit up, you know. <laughs> You'd be messing up the bathroom after that too if it's gas station pizza. <laughs> but it'll, but it tastes good. It'll, it'll taste good going down, you know. Oh, but hey, I gotta go, man. I gotta go, boys. Uh, appreciate you having me on, man. Um, let me know when you guys put this out, and uh, I definitely share the link. Awesome, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, by. boys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Have a good one. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Come through anytime to the gym, man. Holla at me. Let me know. I might be coming through. Hit me up. For real. Dead ass is. Let me know. Sounds good. We'll do. All right, Take man. I'll let you guys later. Definitely. Ding, ding, ding. The interview has come to an end, ladies and gentlemen. The judges have named this a draw, but thanks for stopping by at Coffees and KOs. Again, thank you to Rob Font for stopping by. We really appreciate him. Uh, you can find Coffee and KOs on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you find your podcasts. And also, follow us on Twitter at Coffee and KOs. One. One. <laughs> at Coffee and KOs. One. <laughs>